Hey guys, welcome back to the show. In this video, we're going to talk about why your relationship, why your marriage will fail. Now, this woman here, this dating coach, she's not going to tell you why your marriage is going to fail. That would be too helpful. What she's going to do is reveal implicitly why your marriage, why all of our marriages or relationships will fail. She will show you what you need to do in order to make sure that happens. That's not really what she's saying. What she's going to talk about is how to make, you see it right there, how to make a specific person obsessed with you. But in her how-to guide, which I'm not saying she's wrong about that. She's probably right. She probably will show you how to make somebody obsessed with you, at least more likely. But therein is the problem. Let's see what she has to say. If you want a specific person to become obsessed with you, I'm talking worshiping the ground that you walk on, begging for your attention, blowing up your phone, you are the first thing they think about in the morning, the last thing they think about at night, level of obsessed, then you might do your- Why would you want somebody to be obsessed with you? I mean, I get how this is maybe interesting marketing, and I don't really know what her philosophy is on dating and relationships, but that's the last thing you want. That's the first thing you want when you're 14 years old and you have a crush on a girl. and You just think, man, if she was obsessed, if only she thought about me as much as I thought about her. That's what you think when you're 14. But what do you need when you're 14? What are you going after? Are you looking to get validated? You're looking to feel good enough. And the only way you could possibly imagine feeling good enough when you're 14 and your dopamine just dropped by 15, by, by 50% in the last couple of years, the only way you could imagine to do that is if this person was obsessed with you. You, you want obsession. You don't want a connection. You don't want a relationship. You don't want those things. You want obsession to make up for these feelings of lack that you have. And it's okay. We all go through that, especially when we're 14. But if you're playing into those feelings, typically, and I would say typically 99.99% of the time, I, I've never seen a case like this when you want someone to be obsessed with you and it isn't for the purpose of making up for your issues that you have yet to manage. Ultimately, that's why you don't feel good enough. So she's just playing into that. Okay, so you don't want somebody to be obsessed with you. That's ridiculous. That's a sign you're not ready for a relationship, which may be the reason why your marriage, any relationship you happen to be in and you want to continue will fail. Let's see what else she has to say to the right video. Okay, this method has actually helped some of my clients get engaged, so it is very powerful. And it is How do you know it helped your clients get engaged? Did they get engaged? Did they look like you? Were you were they attractive women who had the what seems to be a large breasts? I mean, she's not really my type, but I get it. She's this is an attractive woman. Is that why they got engaged? Because when women can look a certain way, yeah, it's pretty easy if they want to go out and get engaged they can make it happen, you know, typically. So what, what's the real reason? How do you know, <laughs> right? We, we do this thing and, and it's not just her that's doing it. And, and again, I don't, yeah, I guess this is a good time to bring it up. I don't want to make it seem like I'm just criticizing her, but what she talks about here, these are, uh, it's not just dating coaches. It's not just life coaches. It's, it's the whole therapy, self-help, multi-billion dollar industry. You will go to a PhD 
you know, trained therapists put in the hours and they will present to you a worldview that is essentially the same as this. Now it's dressed up a little bit and some of the explanations are a little bit more intricate, but fundamentally it's the same worldview. And it's been around for thousands of years, whether you call it Neoplatonism, Romanticism, Idealism, uh, you know, the New Thought movement in the early 20th century, which kind of morphed into, you know, CBT, the CBT triangle, self-help. Uh, it was the secret for a while, the law of attraction. Now it's mindset training for dudes. It's the same worldview. Let's see what she has to say. On the law of assumption which basically helps reprogram your subconscious so that you actually believe that what you want is already yours so right now you are obsessed with them and now it's the law of assumption what happened did the secret and law of attraction was that not working out for you and, and then you just realized maybe, maybe you're doing it wrong maybe you weren't doing it hard enough so now instead of imagining your goals you assume you assume that the goal is yours. You assume that what you want is yours, not looking into why you want that thing in the first place. Which when it comes to relationships and when you want somebody to be obsessed with you, you probably want that thing to make up for insecurities rather than as an expression of who you are. Yeah, what I was going to say in my previous point that I totally forgot to say is so this is what, but this is a philosophy that's been around in Western civilization for thousands of years. And people will point to it. People will say, I imagined this thing and that's why I got it. I, I imagined it and I materialized it and that's why I got it. Not mentioning all the other prep work they did. Not mentioning everything else that went into it. That, that was one thing they did. And if a visualization helps you, I visualize too. It's helpful, but it's not psychological health. And if your marriage is going to fail, I'm going to get more specific with this, but yeah, guess what? It comes down to your psychological health and your lack of it going into the relationship. But people get up on stage and say, yeah, you know, I did all this and that's how I became successful. They don't know that. That's one thing they did. Nobody's going to tell you specifically how to be successful. It's not going to happen. That would be nice if somebody could just come and even gain a mentor. That's nice. But what your mentor did to be successful is going to be a little bit different than what you need to do to be successful. All we can do, at least when it comes to relationships, I think the most helpful thing to do is to show you how you work. And maybe if your relationship is, if your marriage is going to fail, it will most likely be because of this one reason. You go into it. But that, not, I need this person to be obsessed with me. Man, that, that is so sad. You know, as I just talk about this, it becomes more sad. Like, let, let's see what else she has to say here. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was clicking on the wrong thing. Aren't you? And those little insecurities that you forgot about are starting to creep up and now you don't want to self-sabotage so here we are but it is that right there that is going to kill this process starting off with the fact that you are no longer obsessed with them they are obsessed with you why wouldn't they be everyone is don't worry about seeming conceited this is the frequency and energy you need so you get what she's saying there you have insecurities you have doubts about yourself just push those away those don't matter 
all that matters is getting this person interested in you no matter what, even if you have to put on a total false front to do it. I'm surprised. I mean, people complain, oh, the marriage, the divorce rate is 50%. I'm surprised it's that low. I'm, I'm honestly quite surprised it's that low because this is what we're taught. And when you go to therapy, when you go to your typical, I mean, there's some good therapists out there who don't do this, but for most people, when they go to their insurance-sponsored, so-called evidence-based, I mean, that's another, it's a marketing term. That's not, evidence-based is not real. There's evidence for everything. It's the evidence you choose to look at and why and, and what evidence is fundamental. That's a separate issue. But let's say you're a young woman out in the world trying to make your way, trying to create a healthy relationship with the man. This is what you get. And when this doesn't work out or when it does work and you attract this certain kind of guy, then you realize, oh, I just wanted him to make up for my own perceived insecurities and shortcomings. Those insecurities and shortcomings that came up as I was convincing myself that he's obsessed with me. But I was told to push that away. It doesn't matter. Once you make a new future, your past doesn't matter. I was told these things. Yeah, you know, that that so much of our American psyche, and I don't use American as a pejorative, but we totally miss the boat on what psychological health is, how to connect with people. I'm not saying we're the only country that that does that, but I live in America. I'm going to talk about America, at least the West. We don't know how to do it because when you have a doubt, when you have an insecurity, oh, that's bad. And that's not going to help you manifest what you want in the universe. I mean, what's that? What's that phrase? What's that saying that's reverberated throughout the 20th century and into the 21st century is the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. FDR, right? Well, guess what? That is the tagline that is the implication of repression or of obsessive thoughts just stop you're obsessing over them what does that say about you nothing don't worry about that the implication is we can't figure that out anyways the implication of that is i the dating coach know nothing about psychology and this isn't a denigration of any a dating coach i think this is actually posted uh, so this guy lewis up here he posted something pat stedman who's a dating coach who i do like i think he does really good work precisely because he looks beyond these surface issues so you know dating coaches i get it they help but geez there seems like i'll be a lot of bad ones out there because they don't know anything about psychology pat stedman i think does so yeah, you have this obsession, we'll just stop obsessing. Well, what does that say about you? It's probably a validation issue. It's probably all this stuff going on, but, but so what? All right, continuing. You need to be on if you want this to work. Envision that text coming in from them. What does it feel like? It feels awesome. But you already knew that was going to happen because they're obsessed with you. The next thing you need to do is eliminate doubt that this... Yeah, not get them to stop obsessing with you, not how to put yourself on a psychological plane of existence that will make it more likely that you won't care about what some whether somebody texts you or not. How do you do that? I mean, she says just by repressing emotions. 
That's her answer. She doesn't say that because that would be bad marketing. What she says instead it was law of assumption. She doesn't say law of attraction because you already tried the law of attraction in 2011 when The Secret came out and that made your life worse. And you didn't, you didn't know why. Because you don't get what you want. You get who you are. I'm going to keep repeating that. But you need to get it. All right, let's see what she says here for number three. This process is not going to work. Because lack attracts lack and abundance attracts abundance. So if you don't believe this is going to work, the universe is going to be like, okay, it's not going to work. So actually write in the comments, so-and-so is obsessed with me. So you have doubt again. No clear, oh, I have doubt. This is interesting. This is interesting information. Maybe I want to learn about this. Um, I'm going to perform a brain surgery on my friend. You know what? Maybe I'm going to open up a book about brains and how they work before I do the surgery. No, don't do that. Because <laughs> that's just, you'll just become doubtful. And what, and what you need when you're doing brain surgery is confidence. That's same thing with the relationship. Oh, no, th those doubts that come up, that, no. <laughs> don't look at that because then you might realize, oh, I maybe a relationship's not the best thing for me right now, at least in the next six months, because I have this very specific issue to work on. This one issue that if I don't work on it, most likely I'll get divorced one day. Or if I do get divorced or if my relationship does fail, then it's going to be because of this issue. You're talking about doubt and you're talking about these feelings. You have no idea where this doubt and where these feelings come from. Now, she's, she'll say it's because it comes from affirmations. This is what she tells you to do here. You see it in number four. Uh, well, what? You go to a cognitive behavioral therapist, it's going to be that much different. The CBT triangle, I mean, that's the foundation for cognitive, by, that's the foundation for insurance sponsored therapy, where your thoughts come from. Oh, your emotions and behaviors. So if you want to change your thoughts, change your emotions and behaviors. Okay, well, well, where do my behaviors come from? Oh, that comes from your thoughts and emotions. So if you want to change your emotions, right, you need to change your thoughts or change your behaviors. You want to need to change, you get what I'm saying, you need to change your thoughts and emotions. Likewise with emotions, where do these come from? Oh, from your behaviors and thoughts. Okay, so I want to change my emotions. I got to change my behaviors and my thoughts. Just because you add an extra variable in there doesn't mean it's not the the begging the question the fallacy of begging the question in which the argument assumes the conclusion the argument is contained within the conclusion the argument doesn't support the conclusion so this is where we are doubt's helpful uh if you're obsessed over somebody you don't just stop obsessing over them you go hmm what is it about this person that makes me want to obsess with them, obsess about them. Why does that matter to me? I feel like I'm 14 years old again. Well, maybe you, you really like this person. Probably not, because I don't think you would use the term obsessed. You would use the term, terms like interesting, or I want to get to know them, or I wonder what they're like. I haven't been, been on a date with them. Why would I obsess? I don't even know what they're like. In fact, maybe it's healthy that I am doubtful because most people, it's doubtful that they're going to be a good fit for you in a relationship. Maybe doubt, maybe that's the healthiest thing you could possibly be feeling at this point, but no, that feels icky 
And if you don't, then you're not going to get this guy or girl or whatever it is that you're after. And now you're uh, less distracted by your existential strife, which is really an identity crisis, which comes back to how do you manage this doubt? So why is your relationship going to fail? Why is it? You know, whenever I see a relationship that has failed, whether it's divorce, a breakup, and, you know, it just doesn't end well. It's not a healthy kind of breakup. It's uh, we wasted each other's time and this is terrible. It, it doesn't, the, the reason why you break up, it, it doesn't form throughout the relationship. It's there at day one. You just don't see it. Or you do see it, but then you get a dating coach and she tells you, oh, if you have that doubt, then just repress the doubt. You have emotions you don't like, well, get rid of them. That's why your marriage will fail. That's why your relationship will fail. Is because you're going to get to this place psychologically from which a relationship is way more likely to fail and you don't really learn why you get to that place psychologically. Nobody's told you. Because nobody explicates doubt or obsession or needs. You have a need for this boyfriend, for this girlfriend. Is that healthy? Is that unhealthy? Have you even begun to do the work to be able to distinguish between a healthy and an unhealthy need? No, of course not. And then you wonder why your relationship fails. We look at the 50% divorce rate and we go, oh, why is it so high? I mean, I think, why is it so low? Because... We get messages like this, and not just from dating coaches, but from academia. They have tons of citations, tons of journal articles. They, they do their own crappy marketing by calling it evidence-based, just, you know, lipstick on the pig, which is what people have been doing with essentially Neoplatonism for thousands of years. All right. Thank you, guys. Um, hope this was helpful. You know, if you want to learn more about your psychology, we do free consultations, animusempire.com slash schedule. If you want, um, you know, if you just want to reach out, if you have a question, animus at animusempire.com. There's also a contact form on the website. Thank you guys. And remember, uh, if your relationship's going to fail, I don't know. I've, I've never seen, I've never seen a situation in which a relationship failed and it wasn't obvious at the beginning, as long as you're initiated. And it wasn't obvious at the beginning. So I would encourage you to look at to look at your life and figure out for you why, if your relationships do fail in the future, you got to know exactly why they will.